Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo, and unfortunately, I am only joined today by one co-host and a Bruce. Um, <laughs> we have to give a shout out to uh, Uncle Sam, who is unable to be with us today. He's on the pup list. He's on IR. Uh, after his spill the other day, falling off of a nine-foot ladder and through a window. Um, today, unfortunately, his foot decided it was going to stop working. Uh, he would do nothing it's it's foot pain. Shit. It's yeah, it was a foot injury. He, I don't think he could drive the car to get here. So unfortunately, Uncle Sam is not with. I us can't even put my foot on the pedal. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so with that being said, uh, I am joined by my one co-host, none other than our very own Mr. Solo, Mike. You'll Solo. have to come back to me. I'm trying to spam this link out to anyone I know. That's all good. And behind the decks, as always. Bruce the Tugboat Venditti. Oh, my camera's not working. That's poop. What's going on? <laughs> Big shocker there. Big shocker there. Bruce couldn't get his own camera Hold on. Working. Ready? Forget ready? It. Ready? No, I don't want it. I just oh, don't, it's coming. I don't want to see your face. Oh! <laughs> uh, and it's Honolulu Blue, ready to go. Just ready to rock tonight's game out. Uh, so bought this at the Silverdome. You what? My dad bought this at the Silverdome. Oh, very nice. Good. It's a vintage piece. So... Uh, you all know why we're here. Tonight is uh, arguably the most exciting night of the year in Detroit sports, I would say. It is Monday Night Football, uh, live from Ford Field. Uh, outside of the Chiefs game, I think, honestly, this is the game I've been most excited about so far this year. Um, but before we get deep into that, just a couple pieces of news that we need to clean up. Uh, number one. Leonard Fournette, running back Leonard Fournette, uh, has signed with the Buffalo Bills today. Uh, that's a big piece of news because, as we've seen, that the Buffalo Bills have not been all that effective running the football. Um, so James Cook is a very nice complimentary uh, uh, backfield mate there in Buffalo now. How much does he have left in the tank? I don't really know. No, he's going to light it up there. Yeah, see, he's going to be gonna... the clear snap leader and give it two weeks. So you think you think James Cook is just? I think that Latavius Murray broke the NFL record for its four straight games of red zone snaps without getting a touchdown, and I just think that's what Leonard Fournette does best: is punch it in. It's an element that they've been missing. We've been talking about their red zone woes for a while, and uh, the guy catches passes too. Leonard Fournette catches passes. Uh, yeah, I mean, watching him in Bucks uniform for what the last forever. I mean, that was just it was awesome. Uh, he set career records all last year: twelve hundred scrimmage yards, six touchdowns. Um, so obviously last year he was effective. Why he hasn't been picked up yet, I'm not sure. Uh, but it is good for it's definitely a good thing for Buffalo that Leonard Fournette is there because they they really really needed they needed that help. Um. Tomorrow is the NFL trade deadline, and uh, we're going to obviously come back Wednesday uh, and discuss what actually happened. But so far, are you hearing anything on the trade deadline front outside of the big one that happened today? Tell us about the big one first, because I got a rant. <sighs> so, Giants defensive tackle Leonard Williams was traded. Wait, to wait, hold on, hold on. Shout out to Tank. Tank's oh. in the chat. Tanks in the chat. Shout out to Dan. 
Dan's in the chat. Thank you guys for reporting on a uh, Monday afternoon. A couple of Arabs locking it down. It's so nice to have you guys here. Um, so the big trade that happened today, Giants defensive tackle, Giants star defensive tackle, Leonard Williams, who, oh, excuse me, who got a massive extension in the offseason, uh, was traded today to the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Seahawks uh, staffers came out and said that the Seahawks are all in. They're trying to add another piece. They believe that they can win this division. And uh, kind of after last night, that door is still open. Um, obviously, 49ers lost to the Bengals yesterday. So for the Seahawks to go out and add pieces at the deadline, that means they think that they could easily win this division. Um, it's more than that. I mean, they could win the NFC. They could, they could put the road to the Super Bowl through one of the hardest outdoor stadiums to play. It's top three in terms of outdoor stadiums is an old Lumen Field or whatever they're calling it these days. And, I mean, a kind of a steal. So uh, Seattle sent a 2024 second and a 2025 fifth-round pick back to the Giants. Honest to God, for a guy of his caliber, I have no issue with that. I think it's a uh, – I think it was a great trade <clears throat> for Seattle. Uh, they, they definitely needed help with their uh, defensive front. The thing is – I don't think Seattle's angry about that. They didn't give all that much up. No, they didn't. Not for somebody of his caliber. And the Giants retain most of his contract. They're going to end up paying a, a giant chunk of it from everything that's come out. We don't Was have the all pun the intended there? No, it wasn't, but we stay slick. Listen, over when we were doing Quinn and Williams watch for a month and a half, mm-hmm. and I, w- I gave my rankings early on on the DTs. And in, in no particular order, I guess this year, it would for me, it would go Chris Jones, number one, Quinn and Williams, number two, Aaron Donald, number three. I put Jeffrey Simmons, four, but Leonard Williams is my number five. And to only give up a second and a third in consecutive years for Leonard Williams, um, that's, that's business. That's business. If yep. they, and if that's the going rate for an elite tackle— um, Brad Holmes, I don't know why you didn't do that, and I don't know why you haven't picked up the phone yet. I agree. So uh, I, I'm expecting the Lions better. If that's the going rate for a, a talent like that, I'm expecting a big splash tomorrow. If they don't make their team better, do not – you're going to look back on this with regret and don't say, hey, you know, we like what we have. We're waiting for some guys to get healthy. You don't do that because this is your competition. The 49ers went after Bradley Chubb. Yep. The Seahawks have gotten significantly better, and they were similar to the Lions in not drafting any D linemen. Remember, they got to, they took a lot of they took a lot of shit for that for not getting any pass right. rushers in the draft. They so now, since then, they've brought in Frank Clark and Leonard Williams. The Eagles have made a splash with Kevin Byard. And so, according to everything online, the Eagles are currently pushing for to add another linebacker right now. Yeah, so they're not done. That's that's who you're up against. Those are your three teams, Seattle, San Francisco, and Philly. And you haven't made a move. All three of them have. You better have something up your sleeves. I better see Max Crosby walk across the field at halftime today and put on a Honolulu Blue jersey. <laughs> that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting a pass rusher. I'm expecting something from the interior or something on the outside. I want a corner. There's a whole wish list. I think they need a kicker. I think they need another running back. I think they need a corner. I think they need an end. I think they need a tackle. They might need offensive line help at this point. Regardless, a receiver. They might need Absolutely. Mike Evans. Make a play. Make a play, Brad Holmes. If even and They don't have to go out and get – obviously, they're not going to address every single – every single position right now at the deadline, but 
but they need to. If you get one or two of those correct, spots, you need to assess. You need to upgrade somewhere over the next twenty four hours, or or it was honest to God, in my opinion, you you squandered this away. There's rumors all over right now online that the Tennessee Titans are close to uh, moving on from running back Derrick Henry for a second round pick in next year's draft. If we're talking, right, if the value on some of these high-profile guys is low, even if it's going to be just for this year, just a playoff push, spend the draft capital, go out there and get what you need to get done. Because, again, the window to the window to be elite in this league is only open for so long. Um, Shout-out to Bob real quick. Hey, Bob, welcome, we see, Bob. We see you in the chat, Bob. We appreciate it. I agree. Zolo's haircut is on point. Uh, Omar, it's Honolulu Blue. I know we don't like the name on it, but it is Honolulu Blue. I'm saving the good Honolulu Blue for the game tonight. Uh, welcome, Angie, too. Angie has a big role tonight. So I guess they're doing some sort of pride flag thing there, and Angie was the one selected to hold the flag for national TV at the game. So shout out to Angie. Just another on the long list of people that are going to be down there. He is straight for the record. But the flag thing, you know. We're still proud of you, and, Angie. And that's Dr. Angie, by the that's way. That's Dr. Lalo. And Dr. Lalo also said that he will have Tip Ball's hat in hand for his appearance on national TV tonight. Good. So shout out to Dr. Lalo. Um It's not a one pride, it's a pride flag. I don't know. I don't know. Oh. I think I think it is pride. But either way, we're we're happy about it. We love it. Um so Outside of Derrick Henry, have we heard anything else that's semi-relevant right now? There's supposed to be a lot going on with the Broncos. Just before we move on, just a little update here before we before we keep going. The only other one that I've heard is that Sertain, uh, there have been offers made for Pat Sertain. Listen, Broncos listen want I don't, I don't give a shit what you're going to say. Everyone has a price. If Jeffrey Simmons went for, excuse me, if if Leonard Williams went for a second and a third, there's a price that the Broncos will move Sertain for. They're saying no. Will the, anyone meet it? No. I don't think so. Not that one. Not uh, that one. Will anybody meet the second rounder for Chase Young? Yes. The uh, Lions. <laughs> will anybody trade for Deonta Foreman? That's a tough one given where given where the injuries are that Chicago has, and I think they're going to be very reliant on their run game while Titty Badgett's still starting. Titty Badgett. Shout out to Titty Badgett. Real good so, showing last So time. at the moment, no. I, d I don't think so. But it's more of a Chicago thing. But here, listen. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're I know good. I startled you. No, you're but good. But there were talks on Jalen Johnson for a long That's time with Chicago, and then they said, we're not trading him. He said, I want to stay, and we're working on an extension. Well, now Jalen Johnson's back in the picture. Correct. Everyone has a price. That league is filled with whores. It's filled with general managers that'll do anything <laughs> for draft picks, okay? Someone's going to pay a price for one of these dudes. And I, I just think the shit's going to – I think – listen, everyone waited all week. Everyone waited and waited and waited because everyone was in it. For the most part, everyone was – like, listen, that we're, we're eight weeks in and there's no defeated team and there's no undefeated team right. now. And there's so many teams in the wild card picture in both conferences – AFC and NFC to the point where everyone was waiting to see how the market was going to shake out. If their team's still in it, a lot changed this weekend. So I yes. think you're going to see you're going to see movement. I a think, lot, tomorrow. a lot of teams that were supposed to be really good looked really bad this weekend. Agreed, 100. percent Um, one other thing here before we move on. Uh, currently the Jaguars are in hot pursuit of uh Patriots defensive end Josh Uchi. That's who I want. It's another guy I wanted here. And as far as the Patriots go, uh. I still follow every Patriots reporter on Twitter that I possibly could from the Brady area, Brady era. Um, Running out of bread. They are shopping 
Juju, Hunter Henry, Devontae Parker, and Ezekiel Elliott within the next 24 hours. Those are some names. The, the best ones, Josh Uchi. Um, top of the wish list for the Lions, like I've already said it, it's, it's pass rush help. If you get someone to compliment Aiden Hutchinson on the other side, another disruptive guy to close the pocket on whatever quarterback they're going against, someone with length, someone with freaky athleticism, that's huge. And Josh Ushi fits that bill. Max Crosby fits that bill. The two leaders in the NFL in pressures right now are Aiden Hutchinson, then Max Crosby, then Chase Young. Two of those guys could be up for grabs. If it's only a second for Chase Young, make that phone call. Make the phone call. Because it'll convert to sacks, even if the numbers aren't there with Chase Young. 100%. Those pressures playing with Hutchinson mm-hmm. will convert to sacks. Um, outside of that, the only other two names that I've seen connected to the Lions, outside of the obvious ones, were Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Mike Evans, which... I don't think after Atlanta's loss yesterday, Tampa's going to sell anymore. We're Hollywood Brown, which I don't like. But I I almost want them to just do something. So I don't know if I would mind it, but I don't really, I'm not, I've never been a Hollywood Brown guy, not in love with it. Real, real quick. I want to give a shout out to Cam Perino in the chat. He's an Eastern Michigan Eagle. They just got a million dollars from Max Crosby today. Yes, they They're did. naming the field after him. They did. That's silver field. And he thinks the Crosby asking price is too high. He might be right. I don't give a shit. Trade the draft picks. Go get them. Fuck them picks. Yeah. Uh, I sent that to someone, the, the, the less need. that Listen, anyone saying, oh, the draft is in Detroit next year. We need the first-rounders. If you have a clear path to win the NFC. You don't give a shit where you Fuck them picks. Fuck them picks. Fuck them draft picks. Fuck them picks. Uh, and the other one, and I'm kind of surprised by this, is Delvin Cook. That's weird. That's weird. They're still in it. Um, yeah. I, I think they there's a scenario him, where they could utilize him properly still. I just don't know what it is currently, the way Brees Hall's running. That's my two cents on that. Okay. Should we get into the game? Yeah. All right. So, tonight, obviously, our Detroit Lions are hosting the Las Vegas Raiders on Monday Night Football. Ten minutes from here at Ford Field. Detroit is a touchdown favorite, a seven-point favorite. The over-under in this game is 46 and a half. Um, real quick, we're going to go over the injury report. Amon Ross St. Brown popped up yesterday, questionable with the flu. Don't think that's going to be an issue. He's too much of a dog to let something like that happen. I, th- I think I'm not saying like flu game vibes. I'm not saying, oh, he's going to pop off tonight, but, uh, he, he's not missing Monday night football at home. Not for this team. He's one of the guys he's been here since day one for this rebuild and tonight's I'm not guaranteeing Lions wins or anything like that, but tonight's a coronation, and I don't think Amonra is going to be the one to miss Monday night football at home for the first time in five years no. because of the flu. It's just not going to happen. Mahomes played in, in a snowball with the flu yesterday. So the other thing the other thing is, is Adam Schefter just came out. He tweeted two minutes ago that – sorry, the Alani News giving me the edge. Uh, he is playing. So Amonra is playing. Today. Yeah. Um, other injuries look out for. Obviously, David Montgomery is not playing. Uh, Ragnall. Jonah Jackson is not playing. Frank Ragno is doubtful still with a toe injury. From what I understand, they're testing Ragnow pregame. They're going to see what the deal is. He's had issues. Is it the toe or is it the calf? Because so, his, his toe has been perpetually injured for two years now. On the official report, it says toe. Okay. But the calf is also an issue from everything that I'm reading online. The calf is an issue, but the toe is what's on the report. He's he's also a dog. 
Correct. So I I can see a scenario where he plays. But listen, if he doesn't, you're moving. It's going to be Graham Glasgow in the middle. He played center at Michigan. He's played center for the Lions before too. So Graham Glasgow is going to slide into the middle. Is Vitae on the injury report? Vitae is on the injury report. Questionable. So we that's, haven't gotten an answer. On that's it. where it gets tricky because you might be down three of your intended starting interior linemen, all three of them. You got your tackles, who's it's the best tackle tandem in the league, in my opinion. But you got your you got your tackles, but the, you need the interior linemen in a game like this because that D front isn't slouch worthy. You know, that's you, you want to be able to effectively run the ball, and to do that, you're gonna need your guards. That's uh, just my two cents. Also, that's the, the second l- time I've said I'm I'm done saying that's my two cents. By the way, I'm sorry for saying <laughs> it's you got a few cents to spare today. We're good. Um, uh, the Lions also just elevated a running back for Divino Zigbo. Yep. He is officially on the active roster. Uh, other guys questionable tonight, Malcolm Rodriguez with an ankle injury and Josh Pascal. Malcolm Rodriguez's injury is is excuse me, is interesting because they they haven't been able to find snaps at, for him at linebacker because Derek Barnes and Anzalone have been playing so well. They obviously drafted Jack Campbell in the first round and he's gotten some good play there so they put Malcolm Rodriguez for I think it was only one snap. They put him at fullback on I Sunday. Saw that, yep. And um very curious because you might need a fullback tonight. Uh, for the Raiders, linebacker Divine Diablo is out. Questionable. Daniel Carlson, the kicker. So that's that's a big one right there. And cornerback Nate Hobbs, who's one of the better ones. Um, outside of that, that's the injury report. Jimmy G playing. Jimmy G is playing. He's active. No restrictions according to the Raiders for tonight's game. So we have a seven-point spread here. Lions are a seven-point favorite. First, how does that make you feel? Second, what are your thoughts? What are your predictions for the game? With these injuries, I feel that's a lot of points. You do? I do. With with David Montgomery and with the guards gone, I feel that's a lot of points. That being said, I don't think the Raiders regardless of if they're at full capacity, are that good. I don't think they effectively run the ball. The Lions' defense effectively stops running the ball. So that's one of their go-tos. They're not going to be able to do it. I think you're going to see a lot of Jacoby Myers in the middle today. I think you're going to see a ton of Michael Mayer, the rookie out of Notre Dame. I think he, they're going to game plan for him. I also think you're going to see a lot of Devontae Adams, which is typical. It's par for the course. They love to feed him at Ford Field. So I think you're going to see a lot of that. But in obvious passing downs, I just don't see Jimmy Garoppolo being effective enough to move the ball downfield if they need to. I don't either, yeah. I I love the concept of the Lions being strong early. I think this is a rare game where they might start with the ball. Um, and if that's the case, if they start with the ball, you go down and score. If you can control the tempo the entire game, whether it be if you don't start with the ball and you force a three and out to start the game or you, you get your defense off the field, go down and score, whatever. If the Lions grab the lead and they are able to maintain it, it's going to be really tough for Jimmy Garoppolo to play from behind. So one of the big stories in this game is obviously Josh Jacobs, who hasn't been uh... – who hasn't really been all himself yet this year. Two point yard, nine yards per carry, only two touchdowns on the year. Um, and you have a Lions team that's one of the best in the league right now against the run, uh, only allowing um, – sorry, I lost my spot here. Only allowing 76 r- yards on the ground per game. That's second best in the league. 
Do we think they're going to be able to get him going tonight against this Lions defense? No, because because every team has been able to stop Josh Jacobs. He's gotten his he's gotten some reps in the red zone, and then he's converted some touchdowns in the last couple weeks. Um, I really don't think it's gonna. Ha- I don't. I don't think it's gonna happen tonight. I just. I just don't. This is where we miss Uncle Sam, because he would Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Oh, Jacobs is. I think he, after after they got their assholes punched last week in Baltimore by Justice Hill, you know, I I don't I don't see a scenario where Josh Jacobs doesn't pound it down their throats. <laughs> they got their asshole punched. Oh, I do miss the asshole punch right now. Um, Angie, I don't know about any time TD, but two props that I love tonight that I've been pushing. I love Sam Laporta's receptions over. I think it was at four or four point five. I could see Laporta going off for a big game tonight. He's due after last week and he's healthy more importantly and number two is jacoby myers has been their number one receiver and he is a target monster he get can you can you look up jacoby myers targets for me when you get a uh, chance yeah so the over tonight on laporta is four and a half mm-hmm. reception yeah so over four and a half 48 for sure. and a half yards I, I even like that i think too but for uh, sure the four and a half receptions um, and then in terms of Jacoby Myers, he's, he gets more targets than Devonta Adams. Somehow. Jacoby Myers on the year, 37 receptions, 385 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, compared to Devonta Adams, he's only ahead by uh, nine, 46 receptions, 528 yards, and three touchdowns. But a lot of that, the meat of the numbers for Devonta Adams came in the first three games of the year, mm-hmm. whereas it seems like the offense has transitioned into – uh, definitely more heavy towards Jacoby Myers as of late. Um, if you want any time touchdown score to, for tonight, Josh Reynolds. Oh, I was actually going to go. I was going to say Jameer Gibbs. Uh, I was this could strangely be, thinking that as well. This could be a massive. I mean, we've been we've said this so many times. I know. So many times, but this this is the one that's really shaping up because on paper, this team really can't stop the run. They really they have no idea how to how to load the box. Their linebackers are ineffective against the run. Their interior line has not been great against the run. So that's a good one. Jameer Gibbs. I this could easily be the Jameer Gibbs coming out party. I'm just really hesitant with all of those Lions interior linemen out. That's with, the thing. with all the guards out. But I feel like Jameer Gibbs is gonna be I think they can get creative and utilize him in the backfield. I think there's a lot of ways to make it work tonight with Jameer Gibbs. I I, I think that Gibbs, if he's going to score the touchdown tonight, I think it's honestly going to be through the air. I think tonight could be a massive Jared Goff game. Real quick, Cam said in the chat, only two games where Jacoby Myers hasn't gotten over 10 targets. If he converts on half of those, he hits his over tonight, probably. If he's if it's over five and a half, I mean, I, and I could see a scenario where he eats. They just do crossing routes and, you know, third down, they should throw it short of the sticks, the Josh McDaniels special. Well, okay, according to... Uh, who should I pick here? We'll go... Uh, Someone notable. But don't say their names because they don't sponsor we'll, us. Okay, we'll go off of a very notable sports book that has a casino downtown. Um, <laughs> Wink. Uh, Jacoby Myers, over 61 receiving yards, over six receptions. I like the over six receptions. If you can move it to one below, that's great. Lions corners haven't been great. I I would assume Cam Sutton is going to be shadowing Devontae Adams. Well, I don't know about shadowing, but he's going to get more of the reps with Devontae Adams. So whoever it is in the slot, if it's if it's Jerry Jacobs, I'm a little finicky. But if it's Brian Branch, you can find four and a half and five receptions. I, I agree. If I agree. if you if you look hard enough, you can find it. I just did pretty quick. Um, 
How do you feel about Sam Laporta tonight? Big. Big. Big, yeah, and, and he's due. He's one of their pieces they've been showing off all year. He's very effective at home. You know who's the most effective player on the Lions team at home, though? It's Jared Goff. Jared Goff. It's Jared Goff. His his splits, his home versus road splits are insane. Um, and I think this is a big game that Jared Goff could go off, go Goff go off in. Um, there was a lot of talk last week about the tight end for the Raiders, actually, Michael Mayer, who's also a first round, who's a second round pick uh in last year's draft. Out of Notre Dame, so he's probably gay. <laughs> Him Manti Teo. Um do we think the Lions have been iffy against tight end so far this year how do we think he has a nice game tonight how do we think the lions contain him because he's starting to heat up just a little bit again one of the mo's of this lions coaching staff is when they get shout out to uncle sam when they get their assholes popped they always rebound when they always they get their assholes popped they always rebound the next week and they counter it with a really good performance now i thought they were bad on both sides of the ball last week there was a lot to dislike and I think they're going to be well-prepared and well-prepped, in which case the the group on the defense that I'm looking for to have the best game or to have the biggest bounce-back game, I should say, is the linebackers. And that would be bad news for Michael Mayer. I'm looking for Jack Campbell to play angry and have no issues covering tight ends or Josh Jacobs, whoever it is he's covering today. And I'm looking for Anzalone to also be angry as a leader on that defense. So I think that that's going to fare very poorly for Michael Mayer because that's one of the areas where they needed to improve on for for certain. A hundred percent, one of the biggest holes last week was the linebackers. They all played bad. We talked about it. Jack Campbell looked lost. Anzalone finally had a bad game after putting up monster performance after monster performance. So defensively, because I think the linebackers are going to circle back to how they've been all year, I don't think that bodes well for Michael Mayer. But he's going to get his fair share of targets, in my opinion. Okay. So, I mean, we have to pick this now. Wait, hold on. There's one battle I'm extremely looking forward to. Let's hear it. We talked about it before the show. Go. At some point, we're going to get Max Crosby versus Penne Sewell. Max Crosby, like I said, is top three in the National Football League in quarterback hurries. Uh, It hasn't converted as well to the sacks this year, but obviously he's a sack monster. He has been. And then conversely... Pene Sewell gives up the least quarterback hurries for offensive tackles, and he hasn't given up a sack the entire year. So to watch those two, when we're lucky enough to see those two go against each other, it's it's to the point where it's a game in itself. It's a game within the game, and it's going to be really fun to watch. And even if Crosby's going up against Taylor Decker too, that's going to be fun because all three of those names that I just named are really competitive, crazy bastards that take the game seriously. They're three captains, all three of them, and they, they've they been there for their team's lows and their team's highs. So they're going to want to protect whatever it is that they have going on, and they're going to play their asses off. And Max Crosby in particular, it's a homecoming for him. He's not necessarily from here, but he grew up a Lions fan, went to college here, and I think he's going to ball out tonight. I think Max Crosby's going to try and have a hell – he's going to try at least to have a hell of a game. So I'm really looking forward to Crosby versus Panay Sewell tonight. In less than 24 See, hours, they could all be teammates. Agreed. <laughs> uh, well, some, thing, some more things are happening with the trade deadline, it seems like. Speak. But, but I, the, I'm, I'm excited to see Aiden Hutchinson tonight. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo, as we have seen, uh, makes awful decisions when he's 
when he's constantly under duress. Uh, he's He's been battling a foot injury all year. He cannot literally get out of the way to save his life right now. Uh, I think that the Lions have a defensive front, has a big game tonight. And honestly, I don't think Garoppolo's able to get anything going at any point. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I think the Lions handle this one pretty easily. Uh, the only thing I'm scared of in, in this, I, I have no issue with the Lions minus seven. I have an issue with this over-under because I just don't know how many points the Raiders are going to be able to manufacture tonight. I agree with Zola. I don't think that um, Josh Jacobs is able to punch anyone's asshole uh, against this Lions front, and I think Garoppolo <laughs> honestly looks pretty shitty. I, I easily see Aiden Hutchinson coming out of tonight with multiple sacks and really getting <clears> his numbers up. Um I think this is a Lions all the way. I think we are ending the second sector of the season with the Lions. Lions fans very happy losing two games, going three and one in both sectors of the year. I think it's a huge win on Monday Night Football in front of a national crowd to kind of reinvigorate some of that Lions hype that got that got deflated last week after that blowout loss to the Ravens. I'm going Lions all the way tonight. I'm taking a minus seven. I, I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under. And I don't know why, but I just am. I, I just don't think the Raiders are going to be able to manufacture all too many points tonight. Yeah, and I also think the Lions might struggle a little bit to score some points too, at least to start. I think yeah, I think eventually start. their their offensive line will do its thing, similar to Michigan, where they just grind down opposing defenses. Um, it's just a matter of how effective the Lions can run the ball. If they could run the ball effectively tonight, they probably will score a lot of points, and the Raiders won't. They'll control the entire game. And I think that the Lions will, will probably cover that minus seven with no issue. At the moment, the way this team is banged up, I don't see it. But I'll tell you what we haven't talked about that's going to be a major factor tonight, more than usual. Let's hear it. The crowd. Oh. This is a coronation tonight. Yeah. Um, I Again, I'm not guaranteeing a Lions victory. Oh, the Lions are going to fucking smoke them out and kick them. No, I'm, I don't think that at all. Um, but the crowd is a big deal. Joe Buck is already talking about it on Twitter, and he's calling the game. This is the first Monday night football game since 2018 when Sam Darnold threw the pick six at the beginning of the game to Quandre Diggs, uh, and then everything just went south after that. That was one of the most electric, loud, crazy, rabid stadiums yeah. that I heard, though, was yeah. when he threw that interception. Same. Yep. So so for me, it's still the peak moment, which I've talked about before on this show, was Javid Best in 2011 against Chicago. But similar to that game this get like you said before the year this game was circled this is the one which which game do we want to get tickets for it was this one this is the one i know more people going tonight that i've ever known going to a lions game people that i that i know can't stand football are going tonight and some may say oh it means they're not going to make noise no that environment tonight's going to be infectious it's oh, going to yeah. be feral it's going to be rabid i think that the crowd is going to play a huge factor and it goes back to that conversation Four segments. The season's divided into four four-game segments. That's 16 of the 17 games. Whatever happens in the last one's on you. They went 3-1 and one in the first one. This is a chance to go 3-1 and one in the next second segment to go 6-2. and two. No Lions team in my lifetime has started. Well, they came close, I think, once. They may have been the 2017, but the year before they went uh, 0-18 or 0-16. I think the 2017 may have started 6-2. and two. But even the 2011 team that started to turn it around. 2011. 
2011. Okay. Six and two. They went six and two. They they lost two. They started out four and zero. Oh, they lost two in a row. And then they came back. And I think there was a Monday night game. Oh no, the Monday night game was their last win before they. They they won Monday night to go four and zero, and then they lost to Jim Harbaugh and the Niners to go four and one. Regardless, I really think this is a this is a coronation tonight. I think the crowd is going to reward the team for how they've played in the first part of the year, and I'm hoping that it's enough to spur on Brad Holmes enough to do some damage tonight to see. Listen. We're going into the bye. Let's get a guy in here and get him up to speed so he's ready to go for the Chargers game in two weeks. And let's get this thing going. This is like, we'll talk about it on Wednesday's show, but the the NFC is wide open. Wide open. I still think Philly's got two losses in them going forward. I don't think they're that great. The Niners have lost three in a row. Somehow Seattle is now the threat, and I don't even think that they're that good. And I think if the Lions add enough pieces and they get healthy enough, you can beat Seattle. There is a still a path, regardless of what happened last week in Baltimore. If there's one thing we know about this league, it's that anything can happen on any given day. And there is still a path for the Lions to get a one seed and host a home game, not just a home game, but have the road to the NFC go through Ford Field, Yeah, right which now, is what Seattle was thinking today. We're second in the NFC right now. We're yeah. second in the NFC. All right? So they, every game matters. This one counts. And I think they handle their business. Just jumping real quick. San Francisco is, I, I like to say, you know, fraudulent. They're fraudulent at the moment. They look fraudulent at the moment. I agree. They had us all hosed the first five games because it was a complete collapse. Minnesota. Minnesota had a nice little run there. Unfortunately, Kirk Cousins' season's over. His Achilles flew out of his leg mid-game last let night. Me, let me stop you. At the, at the minimum, losing this division would be an all-time choke job at the at the bare minimum. Oh, if the Lions lose this division, it's the, that's the ultimate SOL choke job. They, you can't ever have faith again. The Bears have two wins and no quarterback. He's not playing again next week. The Packers have a quarterback. He has not looked good. They haven't done anything. And I don't even think that Vikings team that beat them yesterday at home is that good. No, I agree with you. So the Packers aren't shit. Obviously, Minnesota is down their two best players. And again, real quick, I want to give a shout-out to Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Um. Again, you've heard me say this. I'm a huge Michigan fan. I think Kirk Cousins is a bitch. That guy, that that quarterback show made me made me absolutely love him. He's a great personality. He's a great locker room guy. His teammates love him. He balled the fuck out all year this year. He was putting together, and, and this is saying a lot for Kirk Cousins because he's had some good years. He was putting together a massive year without without uh, without Justin Jefferson the last couple weeks too. So shout out to Kirk Cousins. That's a huge loss. That's actually really sad. I hope we see more from him in his career. Doesn't look like it's going to be in Minnesota, um, yeah, but no. shout out to Kirk Cousins. You you balled out really hard. Credit to you. Um, but there we go, Minnesota. You're out of the picture. I don't know. Like I don't even know who the wild card teams are besides Dallas and Seattle. Well, okay, one of Seattle or two of Seattle and San Francisco are getting in. Correct. Two of Dallas and Philly are getting in. The Lions are getting in, and then probably two of the NFC South. Probably two of the NFC. Unfortunately, South. and those are awesome. none of those teams are good. Unless the only the only you'd have to have a sneak in, right? And the only way I could see a third team sneaking in would either be somehow if the Rams pull themselves back together after happening. Dallas, and I don't think that's it's happening. It's not happening. Stafford's probably out this week. Or and I'm gonna say this real hesitantly, 
I th- that in watching that Washington Philadelphia game yesterday, as much of a shit bucket as Ron Rivera's, and as much as they had that game locked up and choked it away, there is still a little bit of life in that Washington team, and somehow they might finish one game better than whoever the second best team in the NFC South is. Doesn't look likely it could happen. Though. Regardless, you can beat the hell out of the NFC. You you could easily finish second in the NFC without you, thinking twice. You know you might have issues with Seattle because they beat you at home, and now they're they're gunning for you. They, they you said the Lions are tied for second. Well, the team that they're tied with has the tiebreaker. Seattle. Yeah. So you got to be really wary there. You know you know you that Seattle might be better than you. You know that Philly might be better than you, and you know that San Francisco might be better than you. Go make moves. To put your team in position to beat those three teams, yeah, and, and you, you could do this right now. They're also they're tied. It's a three way tie for second between Dallas, Seattle, and Detroit. And you want to talk about an important game when they play Dallas later in the year? That might be the game that's going to decide all of their all of their standing. You know, because yeah. one thing you don't want to do is have to play Dallas the first round of the playoffs at Ford Field. It's just twenty. It's all it's over. it's shaky. Just, it's it's really shaky. That's not a team that you ever want to play because they get calls. Because mm-hmm. America's shithole team. I'd rather play Seattle than Dallas in a playoff situation. I want AFC South second place. <laughs> That's what I want. You, you want either Desmond Ritter or Baker we're, Mayfield. We're one win away. We're, the Lions are a win in New Orleans on December 3rd away from sweeping that division. So no matter who it is, I feel good about it. So please, whoever you are, NFC South Second team, well, please get the job done. Win some games. Get to get to nine and seven or whatever it is. Nine and eight. Uh, just to chime in with Dan here, who's talking about the AFC South, uh, who's going to finish in second, the Texans or the Titans. If I had to place a bet right now, I'm going to go Houston. I said I think still. So. I'm going to go. But we'll I mean, tomorrow we'll talk about this Wednesday. But Will Levis did look like he invigorated that team a little bit. Um, couple little rumors. There's a lot of rumors flying around the the Twitterverse today that. Arizona may be moving on from Kyler Murray, and obviously the destination that everybody brought up was Minnesota. Uh, Mm. The Arizona higher-ups have come out and said they will not be making a move that involves him at the deadline. Again, as Zolo said, anything is possible, and if everybody has a price, I can't see them moving on from Kyler Murray at the deadline. No, no, and and, um, someone, good friend of mine, George Thomas, who comes into the chats all the time, uh, sent me a great article about how the Cardinals feel about Jonathan Gannon Gannon, and how the team just plays so hard every week. And I am excited to see, I know Gannon's a defensive guy, but I'm excited to see what Jonathan Gannon does for Kyler Murray's confidence and for his career. And I know they're high on him, the Cardinals. Kyler Murray's a good quarterback when he's healthy. Go get him a weapon. Go get him Marvin Harrison. You know, go get him something. And let's see what he does in the next year or two before that contract's up. And you know what? If it doesn't work out, you're the team that took a quarterback in the first round in the top 10 two straight years. Just do it all over again. But see what you got in Kyler Murray first because I truly think we don't know. We've seen him pretty good. I think there's more to give in Kyler Murray's tank. That's just Uh, my opinion. One more thing. Uh, The Rams are possibly putting Matthew Stafford on IR as early as tomorrow. See ya. So that that, that crosses out any sort of – um, hope for the Rams going forward because that was just that was abysmal this weekend. But we're gonna do a full recap Wednesday of all of the weekend games. Uh, we're all heading down to the game tonight, so we needed to keep this as timely as possible. 
And the Lions usually take up about 45 minutes of our time, which we're at 42 minutes already. So that has been accomplished. Lions to win the over, or excuse me, Lions to win the under. You're going the, on, you feel good with the under too? I, I do. And at the moment, at the moment, I like the Raiders to cover. It's going to be some sort of backdoor cover. A field goal. From yeah, from whoever the backup kicker is. They called the backup kicker up, so I doubt Carlson That's an plays. Take. Yeah. Um, but I think some sort of backdoor cover that, that moves it within six or five or whatever, and, and the game ends like that. Uh, Bruce, you want to make a pick? The Lions and the over. You're going to go over, right? Eh? I'm going to go over. Hey, I got to be the odd man out, right? If you need anything, that should to give you all the confidence you need in the under tonight. Um, if you're going hey, to what? the game, if you're going to the game and you don't go to games very often or whatever, tonight should be really special, really special. Sam is going, which he never goes. I mean, I know he went to one earlier, but Sam rarely goes to games. See, I like to, go to, to either, have season I like to go to either Thursday night games or Monday night games because there's few joys in life, like sitting on your couch all day and watching Red Zone. But this was one was circled. You have to if Detroit is a Monday night game, you have to go. So it's it's going to be really crazy there tonight. It's going to look cool when it's dark out. It's already getting dark right now. Devil's um, I think it's going to be really loud. I think it's going to be rivaling that twenty. It's for sure going to be louder than it was at the beginning of the year against Seattle, and I think it's going to rival that Monday night against Chicago loud. So if you're going. Make a lot of noise. Make as much noise as you can. Uh, enjoy it. Savor it. Hopefully they deliver a win for us because this town deserves it. It's been the theme all year. This is the Lions team that we deserve. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing the product on the field tonight. I think it, I think it should be special. Color Rush, Silver Color Rush. We got that new helmet. Yeah, We got the new helmet tonight, blue helmet. Should be fun. So just enjoy it if you're going. Uh, I'm thrilled. I'm excited. I'm over the moon. Uh, these are the games that define Detroit sports. I mean, I was in Tampa two weeks ago, and there was it was a 50-50 split between Tampa fans and Honolulu Blue, and every time the Lions were – they needed us, needed Lions fans to get up and scream and be loud, they were there. I expect <laughs> the same thing tonight. Um, I think there's uh, there was something about how – couple weeks ago they almost broke the Ford Field decibel record there's a bunch of people expecting that to happen tonight it should be one of the best atmospheres that we've seen at Ford Field in a long time I'm excited I'm thrilled if you're gonna be there look for us we'll be around we'll be around Bruce anything to add I don't have Uncle Sam I gotta throw it to you anything there was something I forgot fuck who's going to the game tonight with you Bruce uh family members Ooh, if you're going to the game Joseph Congratulations going on uh, going back to our alma mater to uh, speak to the youth. That Four was, words. Make sure you wear your Sold Halloween costumes. Sold by Joe Z. Sold by Joe V. Oh, shit. There it is. Did you say <laughs> make sure you wear your Halloween costumes? Yeah. The last thing we need is a bunch of drunk people inside of a stadium. Everyone's going to be, a lot of people are What are you dressing up as tonight? Himself. An asshole? A Lions fan, exactly. Ass an cheeks. Ass cheeks. <laughs> Shout out to Sal on that one. Should we do Uncle we Sal? Do, who's getting the asshole punch of the week this week? Josh McDaniels? Because he's going to lose his job after this fucking Maybe. pummeling that he takes? Maybe. Asshole punch of the week, Josh McDaniels. I don't McDaniels. think he loses his job if they lose. Might not. Might not. Well, anything to add? Or, I mean, that was a that was perfect. I'll save everything I have to add for Sunday. Or for, for our recap. For, for Wednesday. For, for Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. Okay. So... Again, this was our Lions preview episode. Big game tonight. If you're going, 
Be loud. If you're watching it at home, be there with us in spirit. We'll be back Wednesday. Obviously, did not do our full recap like we usually do on Mondays because we needed to spend some time on this. Get back with us on Wednesday. We'll be live 4.30. You know where to find us. Come back. We're going to recap tonight's game, and we're going to recap the entire slate. It will be a massive Wednesday episode, unlike we have done yet this year because Wednesdays are usually our slow episode. Wednesday will be just the most perfect Wednesday. Not the past two weeks. What do you mean? Sam's been going off on Wednesday. Well, yes. <laughs> Hopefully we can save the tangent about the 80, 80s and the Dolphins and uh, all the above for Friday. And so we can actually get through. It could end up being a three-hour episode if we let him get off on his tangent. The tank is requesting. I don't know who she's. I don't think it picked it up. <laughs> Will you bark for us? Will you bark for us? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. Make sure to follow our socials, Instagram and Twitter at Tip Balls, TikTok at Tip Balls Podcast. If you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, check us out on YouTube. Remember to subscribe so you know when we're going live and join us in the comments because it's always a great time there. Uh, shout out to everybody who joined us today. We love you. Some of you we'll see tonight. Good luck, President Baker. Anytime touchdown score. Thank you so much for listening. Come back Wednesday. Because it's going to be a full recap, a Sunday recap, a Monday recap, and a Thursday preview. Thanks so much for listening.